Welcome to the Dragula Recap Show for Season 2, Episode 1, titled Cinnabites. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one slimy co-host. From the Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori, please say hello, Agnes, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. How are you? Hello. Also, I uh, we have uh, our episode out. What? On uh, on iTunes now. The it one just, with me? Uh, the Bloody Mary podcast just released it. So wait, the one with me on it? Uh, yeah. Oh, what? Let me double check. I this sure. is I want. I've been dying to hear this because I barely remember that episode because um it was so fucking hot in that house. <laughs> really, that, you didn't mention it. Yeah, because, when we were doing the podcast, you really pretty much kept it to yourself. So I'm shocked. Uh-huh. I'm actually going right now and downloading that episode. I can't wait to hear it because yeah. this, this we talked about uh, the what's what was her name again? The bloody hand. The uh, Sonia the Golden Hand. Yeah, Sonia the Golden Hand. Oh yeah, here it is, Sonia the Golden Hand. Downloading it now. So once again, let me repeat that because I think everyone should listen to it. Uh, the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. All right, and it's available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And this episode is episode seven, Sonia the Golden Hand. It's myself, Maria, and even though I think does Maria even talk? I think it's just me and you talking. Uh, well, we try really hard not to let her. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, it's 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 mostly a game of how can we interrupt Maria. Uh, <laughs> FYI, I should tell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've been dating my girlfriend for eight months now. Yeah. We just actually celebrated our eight month anniversary mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Not sure. humble brag. Um, but uh, uh, so she's now entering this phase, which is adorable, but also kind of stupid. And mm-hmm. I keep telling her it's stupid, which is that she uh she gets really angry with people who say even like the slightest thing wrong with me about me and i'm just like sweetheart that's like half most of my friendships oh (laughs) oh god so she was listening to the video and she was like i really don't like joe and i was like no it's trust me it's fine and i go do you not understand that i was also very rude to him as well it's like but i i just realized that i think that that's our that's our friendship in a nutshell is that i think everybody thinks that we're like these people who can't stand each other but it's actually like we're we're good friends well, so that's good to know that so when i'm in front of you with in front of you in front of the both of you i'll just be super nice to you i'm like oh no that's an act no, no, no. i think and, you should be super mean and just see what she says well, well you know what? i'll be super nice and then we say goodbye to each other like bye pig yeah. yeah, I hope you get AIDS. Yeah, yeah uh, goodbye later. Um, speaking of, by the way, uh, speaking of AIDS, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was, it was good. The first game Thanksgiving, I had two Thanksgivings. We, the first I had Thanksgiving, two Thanksgivings too. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, why did I have two? No, no, no. I had two Thanksgivings as well. Well, you're just that's just because you're fat. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. I had a reason for mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I had a I had two I had one with my family on Thanksgiving and one with my girlfriend's family mm-hmm. the next day. And everything went well. I mean, Friday or uh, Thursday I was full, okay. you know, cuz we had th- a whole Thanksgiving dinner and mm-hmm. pie and everything. Yeah. 
but I was fine. And then the next day, I, you know, when you're like so full that you're like not even hungry till like, you know, two o'clock the next day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've yeah, eaten oh, so yeah. much. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, this is great. But then I had like, I had like a, a egg McMuffin, not because I was hungry, but just because I was worried that like eventually I'd be so hungry wait, that wait, I'd wait, be stop. starving. I, I think you've hit on something here. You know, McDonald's now offers breakfast all day. Yeah. Right. And I've, but I've yet to actually use it past the breakfast time. Have you actually had breakfast in non-breakfast hours at McDonald's? I mean, I would say like at most I've had breakfast maybe like 11 o'clock mm-hmm. there, but I haven't really gone past the the hour, yeah, like the, that hour six, time. Yeah, I haven't gone at 6 p.m. and gotten a hash brown and a McGriddle. No. But I want to tell you something really embarrassing before you go on with the story. You know, Apple does that thing now where it gives you a weekly report of uh, how much screen time, your screen time. Yes. Lauren, yeah, I, I hate that. I'm going to send it to you right now, actually. Okay, I'm going to send it to you right now. Uh, I look, got my weekly screen report. And my number one app that I was on, okay, uh, was i got to find... Uh, wait, do, 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 do. The number one app I was on... I, I, I mean, look, I oh, look. it shows you what apps you yeah, used oh, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Instagram, right? That was Instagram, okay? Okay. But I want you to see... I'm going to announce them. I'm going to send it to you right now, though. My number... It's so sad, Lori. My number two most used app was McDonald's. How fucking sad is that? Nine minutes. Wow. Yeah. What do you do for nine minutes? Well, here's... <laughs> Here's, here's what happened. That sounds like uh, <laughs> porn, kind of. I like how you overestimate how much I spent on a porn website. <laughs> but uh, I'm flattered. But uh, no, because here's what happened. Have you ever used the McDonald's app? I've never. I've never oh. once Oh, well, then you're missing app. out. You're missing out. They have all these deals, these crazy deals on the McDonald's app. All right? And what you do, and it's very handy. Okay, and I've talked about this on previous shows, right? Is... Uh-huh. My parents are like the most the most finicky eaters. Everything they have to have is special. Okay, even they go especially go out to eat. And when they go to McDonald's, they have to have special McDonald's food. So it's the app is actually easier because you can customize it on the app. And then I don't I don't have to go to McDonald's and go like, okay. I need an egg McMuffin with no egg. And they're like, sir, it's called a sausage. I know. But I have to order it that way, and no cheese, and it's like those these special orders, right? So yeah. I could do them in the app, and then they just give you a code. You go to the drive-through window and say like, "Yeah, I'm here for KJ two six. and like, oh, "Okay," and whatever complicated order just comes out like magic. So, but they need to know your location. So when you're on it, you have to drive, and then it, and then you show up, and then they start making it. It's a whole thing, but that's why it's nine minutes. It also includes the the driving there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so what happened? So you had an egg McMuffin, and then what happened? So then I guess, like, so the so the next, so Friday, I'm full, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to my girlfriend's parents' house early because my girlfriend's helping my, her mom's, like, cook and everything. Mm-hmm. So we get there um, at, like, 11. We get there at, like, 1045, yeah. and they're not arriving till 2. Mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm like okay well I'm still full I have an egg Mc- she gets an egg McMuffin I have one because I'm just like I'm worried that like 
if one, I'm not hungry, you know, like when you go long stresses of not eating, yeah. as soon as you become hungry, you become like angry, hungry. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I, the last thing I need to do is be hangry mm-hmm. when I'm at my girlfriend's parents' house, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, um, so I have an angry muffin. Then we get there and then her mom, Amelie puts out like a charcuterie plate oh, um, with like, uh, stuff like crackers and hummus and stuff. So I started wait, wait, eating what, that. What nationality right. is your girlfriend? Uh, excuse me. She's uh, Mexican with something else. I think Peruvian or something. Maybe what, Italian. What fucking goddamn Mexican. Oh, if it's Italian, that makes sense. What kind of Mexican has a charcuterie plate? Well, that's the best I could. I mean, it was basically just like an appetizer plate, but I was trying to make it fancy. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so... So I start eating that, and then, like, you know, Thanksgiving dinner happens around 3, and then we eat that, and I immediately, because I'm starving now, I immediately wolf down my first plate of food, and then I go for seconds, and then I'm, like, so full. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to have pie. Well, then I end up having, like, three slices of pie. I eat all the bread rolls. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, then you you open the floodgates, you couldn't stop. Yeah, it's like, I just, you know, it's one of those things where you look back, because, like, I'm just now thinking about it. Like, I look back on it. And I'm like, Jesus, I ate so much. But then when you're when you're in the moment, you're like, oh, no, I'm fine. You know, you know, what that thing when you burp and you get like a little bit of room in your stomach, you're like, well, let's load it up with pie. (laughs) (laughs) I was comfortable for five minutes. Let's just fix that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like so I so then I was with my so then I drove my girlfriend and I drove back to her apartment Then I went back to my house. Mm hmm. As soon as I got in the car to drive back to my house, mm-hmm. I was immediately nauseous. I don't oh, know really? what it was. Like, I was like, so like, I just, I felt immediately like I want to throw up. So then I, I went home and I threw up for like, probably like four hours straight, mm-hmm. like off and on four hours straight. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I, uh, and then I went to bed and I was like exhausted and I was like, oh God, I hope I'm still, I hope it's over with. And then I was fine, but I just thought it was so weird. And then my aunt thought that it was food poisoning, but I called my girlfriend. She's like, no, I'm fine. Cause we all ate the same foods. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, it wasn't food poisoning. So I think it was literally just that I ate myself to throw up. Like I just ate so much food that I just threw up. So I, I think my body, when I finally got in the car, I think my body had like time to process it. What my girlfriend thinks it is, which is, this is a fun new thing that we're dealing with is she thinks that it's because on the drive home, we were talking about getting married and she thinks that I, I got not, my body was subconsciously getting nauseous cause <laughs> I didn't want to get married. <laughs> so I was like, no, oh, that could be it. This week, the Boulet brothers announced how many times they've been to the rodeo. Welcome 10 brand new monsters to the competition and host an obscure Clive Barker floor show. James Majesty is named the winner of the challenge, while Erica Clash, Monarchy Shame, and Felony Dodger are pierced in a wicked elimination challenge. In the end, Felony Dodger is murdered by the Boulet brothers, leaving only nine drag queens in the competition. Lloyd Roggenkamp named two things you liked about the episode and one thing... You did not. Uh, so the the two things I like, I liked the 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 fact that they got right into the gore. Yeah. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like last last season it took a while. Mm-hmm. Like the last the, the first episode of this season mm-hmm. was as gory as the last episode of the oh, first season. Oh, very good point. Okay, yes. 
So <clears throat> I thought I was like, okay, that's good setting a tone. Cause mm-hmm. I, I honestly will be shocked if we have like a legally blonde episode. Cause I just felt like last season they were just sort of not really doing the gore as mm-hmm. much. And mm-hmm. I feel like this, this season really sets the tempo. Mm-hmm. The second thing I really liked was, and I know this sounds really corny, but you know, I don't really watch a lot of like, this is my first foyer, foyer, the foyer, foray. This is my first foyer. Uh, <laughs> this is my first foray into like drag, mm-hmm. like full on drag shows and yeah. like drag culture. Because I I had seen a couple episodes. I watched like season eight of Drag Race, and but I never really like immersed myself into it. And now that yeah. I've been learning more, I'm learning like all these fun little like sayings. Like I love when they were like, "What's the tea?" I thought that was really funny. Okay. <laughs> I was like. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, pe- gay people just make a saying out of everything. Yeah, so do. I'm just proud of us. I'm just like, we can just take a moment in a in a thing, a boring thing, and then just make it into like a whole genre. So well, I just like, I like you, it. You really, you didn't make that up, right? No, I know. I'm just taking it. I'm taking it. I'm doing like all lesbians do and just appropriating <laughs> homosexual culture <laughs> to make it seem like we're also a part of this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> We are also as cool as you guys. And what was the one thing you did not like? The one thing I didn't like was, uh, and this is this is something that that bugs me about all reality shows. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I don't like is manufactured drama. Oh yeah. I feel like there were so many instances where these queens were just so like upset for no reason and felt like they needed to have like I almost felt like off camera producer was like and why don't you like this person Mm -hmm. you know it's like and so it's just like you know i just i when the one uh i forgot the i'm gonna it's gonna take me a couple episodes to get their names but when the one girl was telling butch bitch pudding like that she was upset because she had campaigned around town to get on the show and then bitch pudding just shows up it's like okay who gives a shit like it doesn't i don't and also it's like why did you have to campaign like why yeah why did you have to make it such a big deal well we're gonna break that down that whole argument doesn't make any sense you're talking about abhora abhora was saying that yeah um you know with me here's two things i liked i like i'll tell you i'm gonna tell you be really quick about it one I like that it felt more the pace of a reality show. It didn't seem like it it lingered in any way. Like you know, like on season one, the 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 deliberations went on forever, and the judges' critiques went on forever, and they're still a little long, but didn't yeah. feel like they were the bulk of the episode. Okay. Two, um, I do like at least that they're in a bigger quote unquote dressing room than just like the backstage of a, a gay bar. You know, uh, and. Three, I'm sorry, the thing I didn't like, I I didn't like, I I really do think that Felony Dodger, who is sent home this episode, I really do feel she was sent home because she wore those giant boots. Like, Drek Morna could not stop talking about, she's like, and warning to all of you, if you wear 1993 club kid shoes... It's gonna be a fatal mistake, and I'm like, yeah, I she didn't kept get talking that. about that. Why is that a bad thing? I don't understand why those shoes are bad. <laughs> I don't know. She was fixated on those shoes. Meanwhile, the bitch has like spikes coming out of her back, and they even said, "We like your outfit." They just, yeah. Drek Morta did not like those shoes, and I really think she went. Felony Dodger went home because of that. Because of those shoes. Yeah, I was wondering why she went home because. I felt like out of all of those, the one that Asian 
uh, one was like the most like sensitive to the needles. And they were saying like the whoever doesn't get the most. But then they never like gave us a total or anything. They never like no. said so and so got more or less. or And it seemed like all of them lasted to the end. Yeah. So it was just like, OK, well, then now what? So I think honestly, I think maybe I think you're right. I think because they all lasted to the end, mm-hmm. I don't think that they felt like that was going to happen mm-hmm. which is another thing is poor planning again on their part where they're just like they don't expect people to actually stick through things and then they're like well now what um but i think Jack mortar was probably like well the shoes and then that's why they killed <laughs> they're like i don't like those shoes get out of here bitch shut up anyway um lori uh let's move on here now the way that the show opens is with and I have so much to say. I've never had more to say about a teaser than this one right here. Which yeah, it opens up in a tribute to. There's a scene in Mommy Dearest when uh, Joan Crawford. If, if you've never seen Mommy Dearest, there's a point in the movie where she marries uh, the chairman of the board of the Pepsi Cola Co- Corporation, and then he dies. And so the board is, has her in a meeting to, to to say goodbye. They think because the husband died that Joan Crawford's going to go away. And she wants to stay on the board. And they have this showdown. And that's when you get the don't fuck with me, fellas. This is my first time at the rodeo. The whole thing. Okay? Yeah. Famous scene. And they recreate that scene here. But this time it's at the basic American network. Right? Yes. <laughs> and also it's like, I... I <laughs> I hate to say this, yeah. but it's like it's men who I feel like have never once worn a suit in their life. <laughs> like it's all all men who who you could tell were like act like a businessman. Which well, <laughs> is like and, and and no tea, no uh no tea, I'll tea no shade here. And I'm not trying to but to to extend that even further, act like a what man. What does that mean? What? All tea no shade. So all tea means I'm gonna I'm just gonna spill the truth. And, okay, and then the no shade mean I'm not gonna like hold anything. I'm not gonna try and like give like backhanded compliments, and I'm not gonna tr- not back, but like I'm not gonna like do that thing where you're kind of like holding back. Oh, okay, you that's know? fun. And We're not, fun. Yeah, that's I'm fun. Not, I'm gonna be assertive, not passive aggressive. Okay. okay. So uh, all tea, no shade. I think also it was act like a man. Okay, <laughs> like they're like there's one part where a guy says to uh, I wrote it down actually. Um, the, the 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 gayest voice in the room says, "Yes, actually, it needs to be more heterosexual." And also, like the gayest haircut, <laughs> and the gay, and like he like he does a head tilt. Yeah, when it yeah. happens, and it's just like, oh my god, it's like, yeah, it's never a good thing when the when the straightest people in the room are like the bears, <laughs> or, or like, when the straightest people in the room are the ones in drag. Actually, yeah. But you know, uh, but here, but, but what's funny is, you know, I watched it a couple of times, and obviously, so it, it takes place in a boardroom, just like in Mommy Dearest. But in, yeah. let me just set up this, if you haven't seen the episode, or if you haven't seen Mommy Dearest, what they're doing here, I'm gonna give you the basic story, and then I'm gonna deconstruct it. Is it's the the Drakmorda and Swanthula at the end of a table, and they're facing the executives from this fictitious network called the Basic American Network. And obviously the president of the network is telling them how their show is too gory for their network and they're not going to be able to air this uh, they're, gonna, they're canceling Dragula. 
Okay, and then the the uh, Drakmorda and Swanthula uh, do the Mommy Dearest speech, and then put their fingers to their temples, and using like some sort of magic power, kill all of them. Okay, and that's the and then, and then they take over the network. Okay, which is like, why didn't they just do that in the beginning? Or like, if, if they, they can just power, kill people with their minds, yeah. Or if they have the power, why not then use that power, like clock it down to six, and just have them change their minds? Yeah, or like, but the but like maybe I mean, I I don't know about you, but it's like why why put yourself through that meet board meeting yeah. and have these people offend you if you know it's almost like they're just like they it's like a thing that they just love doing okay. like they like getting offended and they like killing people. But this is so what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's I unhealthy. Can, I can That's analyze it. this scene for days. Okay. Well, oh yeah. Let me let me. I'm gonna work backwards then. The smart thing to do is to do a Darth Vader. Okay, is to take one of the guys then and kill, maybe kill the president of the network, right? Yeah. Kill him, and then the rest of them are like, oh my god, yes, 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 you can be on the on the network, right? Yeah. Because then I was thinking about this. Remember, they're a network. They have a bunch of shows, right? They have like you know CSI LA or you know the, the Goldbergs, right? So yeah. Does this mean now that the the Swanthula and Drakmorda now are going to be like in casting meetings and budget meetings, and they're like, I don't know, the numbers for uh, Everybody Loves Raymond too weren't that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we have bought uh, Tim Allen's new show? I don't know if that was a good... Per- you know, I am so sick of you second-guessing all of my choices. <laughs> then they do the brain thing on each other and they blow each yeah. other up. Yeah, because well, I'm sure- what another thing I love is that they're all they all all the board members obviously have rented tuxes because again yeah. they've never worn a suit in their yeah. life. So when they do the blood thing, none of the blood touches their suits and then. <laughs> like- so- because <laughs> you know they got to return that so yeah. it's just oh man it's just the but, whole but, thing just but here's cracks the deal. me then, then i'm telling you i can still and i have so many notes the president of the network says and this is why if you actually listen to what they're saying in the back and forth because they're trying to get into the mommy dearest speech and so what they actually say to them makes no sense because the president of the network says like well not only are we not going to air this we're going to do everything in our power to stop it i'm like why yeah. And it's also like why why would you not air it? Like if you <laughs> like if you're gonna air it, then air it. If you're not gonna air it, then not air it. But it's like almost like I mean it would be like if because you know, then people would have he'd have to explain why he's di- diverting so much manpower to stopping a YouTube channel. So <laughs> Well also wouldn't why would you call them into a meeting to tell them they're not gonna air it? Well, to be fair though. I don't know if you've ever had this, but I've definitely had job interviews where people have brought me in to tell me specifically to my face that they don't want me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and so it's definitely felt like this where they're like, we wanted to bring you here to tell you everything that we thought was wrong about what you, what you're doing with your life. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess, uh, I guess I won't be working at Home Depot. <laughs> Well, here's the other thing I was thinking about, too, is, like, the logistics of what happened is they've just killed about 10 people. Blood on the table. Does the secretary come in and be like, Mr. Foster, you have a, oh, my, like, how do you explain this to everybody? Well, it's also a very, like, empty office. Like, there's (laughs) nobody else there. It's apparently all of the board members have decided to get together to uh, meet with this YouTube channel that they're definitely not going to... Uh 
by their show and they're all nervous they're all nervous and they're all like you know and also again i don't know i know i know it sounds dumb but just back to appearance like their beards aren't trimmed no their hair isn't styled you know it's like you would think that they would be like hey we're board members like let's maybe look like we're not homeless men that they found on the street and put a tux on or a shirt on a, a suit on but it's just like, you know, I mean, honestly, if I was getting if I was getting notes from the head of the um, from the department who's saying we're planning on blacklisting you, I would say, like, look, buddy, you can't even trim your own beard. <laughs> what makes me think that you're going to be able to pull this off? Yeah. So the whole scene makes no sense. And it's just so that they can deliver those lines. I guarantee you. Mm hmm. They got their friends together, yeah. or some guys that they know, the and they, they literally just hashed this out in the room, yeah. and were like, this is how we want it to go, this mm-hmm. is what we want to, want to do, and then they let their friends each, you know, have a point, have a talking point, or have a moment, mm-hmm. and then they that was it. They were like, okay, let's just, you know, let's just do that. I honestly think they were just like, we'll just piece it together in editing. So who I feel really bad for is the editor. Because yeah, I feel like they honestly had to figure out a way to cobble together the storyline. Yeah, <laughs> the Blue Brothers. And then they go like, does, "Does that mean that now that that's why the show is airing because they killed these people? That otherwise the show wouldn't have aired?" Yeah, but then also it's like it's not on a show; it's on a YouTube channel. So. Yeah, it's not on a network. So, yeah. so it's like, did they did they just kill them because they wanted to kill them, or did they yeah. kill them because they wanted it on their sh- on the show? Because if they own the net, so. <laughs> You're right. If they own the network yeah. now, they told themselves that the show wasn't good enough to be on broadcast <laughs> <laughs> So they went through all this trouble, killed everybody, cleaned up the mess, disposed of the bodies, yeah. changed the office to their own office, and then sat each other down and said, yeah, we still shouldn't put our show on. Yeah, it was like really awkward. They're like sitting down reading like the outline like, Oh my God! Oh, they're right. They had a point. Yeah, (laughs) this is really bad. Yeah, (laughs) what? You know what? We'll just put it on YouTube, and then we'll put on another episode of Sheldon, Young Sheldon. Yeah, we'll do even younger Sheldon when he's in the womb. (laughs) Baby embryo Sheldon. Sheldon. (laughs) And it's just him. Well, it's sperm Sheldon. It's just him traveling through the nutsack to the egg. In that journey that he takes, uh, okay. which I guarantee you, people would watch if oh, we if we pitched that show to CBS, yeah, they, oh, they would they would second. they would probably consider it. Or you know what's so funny is this ABC. They have a show because so they have a hit show called The Goldbergs, right? Which yeah. is a sassy Jewish family in the eighties. They have a new show. I don't know what it's called. I just came across it the other day. It's a sassy Irish family in the 70s. Like, literally. It's- oh, yeah. It's like, oh, what's that show called? It's with the crap. I figured out her but name. it's like, I've never seen a network rip off its own show. Well, no, I mean, that's that's <clears> like, <throat> the, they have those shows all the time. I mean, that's the thing that frustrates me is it's, this, it's that style of show of like the 70s, you know, the 80s, the 70s, pretty soon it's going to be the 90s where time are like, you know, you were you weren't a you weren't allowed to be a child. You were mm-hmm. just a number mm-hmm. because they have such a large number of kids that they can't, you know, it's just like, okay, we get it. Childhood was tough back then. Like move on. Yeah. But it's just like that's literally like a style of show of just like, you know, it was crazy growing up because it's like, you know, we all showered in the backyard and yeah. it's like, okay. 
Does that mean that it's okay now that you're an asshole? Um, uh, but uh, Mary McCormick, I think she does. She's in it. Oh, she's the one and, being the uh, mom, the sassy mom. Yeah. And also, it's like, I mean, I, I love Mary McCormick. Sure. I, 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 I just uh, the kids are all right. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. It's just to me what frustrates me is it's just like you know she's she's born in sixty nine, mm-hmm. and it's like you know she's just not really we're we're expect for to believe that she's the the mother of these children like that's what we're and i don't know it's like can we just stop doing the the thing where we make like these she's she's had enough on her plate like just mm-hmm. give her a role where she can just be like a gra- a funny grandma like that's what i feel like i'm just like why oh, are we making her the mother of to these be the children? mom of the kids what? You think she's too old to be the mom of the kids? Yeah, she's definitely too old. I mean, anybody who looks like they've already had three plastic surgeries mm-hmm. should not be the mother of any children, in my opinion. That's a hard rule that I stand by that I will definitely change later in life. <laughs> Next, the Boulay brothers... Um, uh, uh, what am I saying? Oh, oh. Okay, next thing we see is we go to the to the theater. Yeah, now, we've were, only done the first part of the show. The first we thing. haven't even gotten to the uh, the yeah, when, drag queens. When they reveal the, the the drag queens are all in body bags. By the way, I noticed this in the opening credits. But do you know who the production designer is for season two? Israel. No, close. Uh, Vander Van Ott, using his real name, Antonio Yee. Really? Uh, yeah, Vander Van Ott is the production designer for season two. Good for him. Well, maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's like that I don't be know why I went high pitch. Pack. Yeah, maybe that's why. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why it's like a, a a better production. Maybe he was just like, I think I have I have notes that can be taken into the show. Yeah, yeah. but maybe also maybe that should be part of the prize package. You win, you know, a lifetime supply of Sephora cosmetics, ten thousand dollars, and you can be on the crew. You know. Yeah, I uh, also love how. Literally, they so they come all come to life in the body back, right? Yeah. And Israel comes out and watches them, and they're yeah. all like shaking and whatever. And then they apparently just go back to sleep, and then Israel unzips all of them, and then, and then they spend more time getting out of there, you know. But they're all full makeup, full makeup, full makeup, full perfect, makeup. and then perfect costume. When they get out of the bags, they like pop up and they they do like they vogue in the perfect pose. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought uh, that was funny. All but, right. Yeah. So the body. So they, yeah. So you, you hit the nail on the head. There are body bags arranged in a circle on the, on the floor of the theater. And then they start shaking and Israel lets them out one by one by unzipping them. And then the lights go down and they come up to reveal the Boulay brothers dressed in red gowns sitting in thrones. Okay. And they decide to welcome the girls with a toast. With the Boulay Brothers' signature uh, Boulay Blood Brew, which is... I, I I think they tried to make us think it was blood. Now, when you saw them having to chug a mug Oh, I didn't, of blood, I didn't look at it. What? I didn't look at it. As soon as they said, you have to drink this, I immediately just looked away. What you did... But, Lori, one of your fantasies is it, to drink <laughs> period blood. It's not. It is your fantasy. It is not my fantasy. 
So okay, so they. But I, by the way, I don't think it's really blood. Okay, I think it's some sort of dumb drink they probably sell at the bar that they work at, and uh, it just looks like blood. Okay, because yeah, it's probably are, like a martini or, yeah, or not like, a martini, oh, like a Bloody it? Mary. Bloody Mary, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it takes seven months mon- seven months for it to come out, and um, so they have this Bloody Mary. I mean, this bloody drink. Okay, with Maria and Lori, and Monarchy Shame just pounds that drink. And she drinks it, right? And then yeah. the last one to drink, well, they all drink it pretty quickly. The last one to drink it is uh, Victoria Elizabeth Black, uh, another contestant. And so as this, now they make them chug this blood and the prize that we never see realized. We never see it happen. Like, it's <clears throat> almost like it didn't happen. And it's like, that's the thing that frustrates me is it's like, did they ever do it? Yeah. Is it a thing that happened? Did what the want loser go? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, so or did the winner go? No. Cause I, I would honestly feel like Mon- Monarchy would be like, no, I don't, I don't want you. Well, let's explain it. what it is. Is that Monarchy wins a one hour foot massage uh, before the floor show to be delivered by Victoria Elizabeth black. Okay. Yeah. And I would feel like Monica, Monarchy would be like, no, I, I, I need to be in the zone. I don't well, want yeah, you touching also, me. Yeah, also, like, has, well, Monarchy didn't have that elaborate of a, a costume, but I feel like Victoria, so Victoria Elizabeth Black is dressed in her super elaborate uh, Cinnabite costume, and she doesn't, like, give a foot massage to a person in, like, costume? Yeah. It's really, really, really strange. But then the, we never see the prize realized. And then the girls, the Boulay brothers reveal that uh, the the floor show challenge will be a tribute to their friend, which they make sure to mention, Clive Barker. And they have to dress like a Cinnabite, which we learn is, uh, I think actually it has it mentions what it is right here. Uh, Cinnabite is, oh gosh, I can't find it's it. It's essentially like a zombie, right? I don't it's know. Like it's like a, a reimagined human or something. Yeah, but I guess life the, in their body. But the way that they, but represented by the way that they, um, I have a definition here. It, it, let me see. Oh, wait, what? It says member of a monastic community. Oh, in Hellraiser. They're extra-dimensional beings who appear in the works of Clive Barker. Blah, 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 blah. Boring, boring. Since the release. Oh, this is now about Hellraiser. Oh, God. No, I'm going to care. Um, anyway, there's things called Cinnabites. But what they say is that they died the way that they lived. So um, that's one of the things we learned. So they want them to dress like the way that they uh that like in other words they're supposed to show how they die but it's supposed to also be how they lived does that make but sense but they all it's also supposed to be incorporated with their drag because i think that's what confused yes. me was that it was like they wanted them to be cinnabites but they also wanted to be cinnabites inspired by their drag oh they're extra extra dimensional beings who appear in the works of clyde barker including blah 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 uh, they can reach Earth reality only through a schism in time and space, which is open and closed using certain unearthly artifacts. The most mm-hmm. common form of, for these artifacts is that of an inconspicuous-looking puzzle box called the Lament Configuration. Okay. The Cinnabites vary. In, the Cinnabites vary in number, appearance, and mo- motivations depending on the medium. Uh, have. Uh, <sighs> I have no idea. You're saying words. I don't know what they mean. Yeah, I. But, but God, I thought point. that it would have like a. Yeah, but that's the thing. point. Is that there? It's not oh, super they clear. all have horrific <clears throat> mutilations or body piercings and wear fetishistic, fetishistic, black black leather clothing that often resembles butchery. 
garments or religious vestments. The clothing also serves to support their piercings and tools. Okay, but then what you're doing is you're actually supporting that my theory that Felony Dodger was just eliminated because of her shoes. Because Felony Dodger's outfit is everything you just said. It's black, yeah. it's leather, there's piercings. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there are people on the show who who want... There are people who, like, uh, I forgot who was the pig face, but she... They raved about her, and I was like, that in no way has anything to do with Or same thing with Abhora. Yeah. Abhora was the one with the baby, the t- baby tits, and yeah. the baby came out of her butt. Well, how is that what you just defined? Yeah, and her nose, which I think is, like, her signature, just, like, I think Monarchy has that thing where she always wears a mask, which mm-hmm. is just, like, really, that's what you want to be known for? But well, it's, like, with- she... Go ahead. But the, I think both of them had they, the their nose and their mask, I felt like, got in the well. I felt like Monarchy's no- face was good. Mm-hmm. Her, I, I actually agree with their thing, which is that from the neck up, she did really well but for i and i agree i think from the neck down she just didn't even try but um but what about disasterina oh no but disasterina was in the top never mind disasterina was Disa- in the top disasterina was safe yeah, yeah, if she i was. remember correctly she was she was but yeah the the pig face and then yeah felony driver i felt like she i don't think she should have been eliminated i think it should have been either erica clash she was in the bottom right mm-hmm. and then monarchy shame should have been <laughs> eliminated because i think monarchy didn't try at all she just put on her mask and that was it mm-hmm. and then you know and then didn't really do anything for her outfit she mm-hmm. just put on a red out you know a red dress mm-hmm. and that was it and it was just like i felt like that was kind of laziness mm-hmm. on her part but then because her mask was so crazy that i felt like they and then the boots i felt like they felt like they needed to eliminate felony driver Felony so. Dodger. Felony Dodger. Dodger. Um, yeah, you're right. So let's move on. So then what happens is we go into the boudoir, where now it's what they're calling the place where the girls do their makeup. And the amphitheater? It, <laughs> the and, stage in which they do their makeup now? Yeah, the, yeah basically the stage. You're right. The it's black big, box theater? It, it's a, you're right. It's a black box theater. It's, it's pretty big. <laughs> it's a big space. But here's it the is. thing. And so I'm going to try and, before we get into the details, because I've sort of broken it down. The main structure of this segment is that everyone goes around the room and announces who they are. Yeah. James Majesty goes, I'm James Majesty, but you can call me your majesty twice. (laughs) He says it twice. No, I think he says it three times. He says it thrice. He says, I'm James Majesty, but you can call me your majesty. And then says it in front of the women and they're all like, no, (laughs) we're not going to do that. Well, what's funny, too, is... um, before we get into the drama that happens in the room, okay, is what the fuck are they getting ready for? Because those aren't their floor show challenge looks. Uh, well, they're putting. Uh, I, I, I honestly think they're touching up their makeup or something. Or they're getting their stuff together. They're putting their stuff together. They're not really putting on makeup. They're just kind of putting their their accoutrement together. Because it, it, I, I remember uh, Monarchy putting her mask together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe it wasn't necessarily makeup. It was just that she, they were getting the actual like things together. Do you think they're getting so. ready? I have to rewatch the opening scene. But do you think they're getting ready to get in the body bags that we're actually seeing? It's not in correct order. So they're actually in the Oh, yeah. 
getting ready to go in the body bags and film that scene. Yeah, I could see that. <clears throat> maybe they're waiting. Like, or maybe no, they're waiting to no, be. No, it can't be. It can't be because at one point they're calling Monarchy an alcoholic, and they say, "Well, you did down the 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 um the blood drink first. Oh, that's true. So what the hell are they doing? Yeah, because they're not really putting. Uh, yeah, I don't remember them putting any makeup on. Um, so for the most part, like, I just remember, I'll, all I remember Monarchy is she was putting her mask together. That's it. And then, like, some some of them are, like, taping things. Like, I know that, uh, uh, who's the, the black drag queen? What's her name again? Sorry. Her name is, uh, I have her name, actually. But her she was, Kendra I know she Onyx. was doing stuff with her boots. So she was, like, because she was, like, hammering stuff to her boots and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I don't know what the... Well, I think we've just all had to, like, sort of get accustomed to the fact that the timeline is... With, with these kind of, like, makeup things, mm-hmm. the timeline's always going to be off. Because it's always... They always act like it's such a shocker that they're, mm-hmm. you know, that they're asked to do these things. It's like, well, you, we just literally saw you putting on the makeup. So... <laughs> I think, if anything, maybe they're getting ready to do some photo shoots in the, the confessionals. Maybe. I yeah. think... I actually agree. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's the... It's the uh, uh, what should we call it? It's the bag. I oh, mean, maybe yeah, that's you know what? what? It could be because it, it doesn't mean that we that they filmed the bags at the same time that they filmed the. Everything could be out of order, but they're definitely not getting. Re- they try to make it seem like they're getting ready for the floor show, but they're definitely not getting ready for the floor show. Or I mean, we could be over overthinking mm-hmm. it, and it could literally just be that they're just there to talk shit because that's all they i mean honestly i feel like a producer was in the background going how does this person make you feel how does it you know because they had so we had two different sets of of drag queens from two from the same place it was Mm -hmm. atlanta and uh florida right well seattle was a big part of it too oh seattle maybe i'm thinking of well because some of the queens are from florida and then moved to different places okay so uh so so anyway so we which by the way i mean that just is that that checks out with florida right <laughs> it's just like, i wouldn't be shocked if all of these drag queens came from florida mm-hmm. um but so but then what i love is i what i think is crazy is so okay i can kind of see the fight between james majesty and monarchy I think that that was like, I think it was a little bit manufactured, a little bit Mm. prompted, but it seems like they have a history where it's like, they're very much like at odds because I think Monarchy's probably more punk and more whatever. And James Majesty is more like, she's a producer. She's a club promoter. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's explain to everyone listening. Oh, sorry. So James Majesty and Monarchy Shame are the first ones to sort of get into it. And it's very vague about what they're fighting for. Monarchy claims that James Majesty wrote a lengthy Facebook post about her accusing her of being an alcoholic. And James Majesty says that pretty much doesn't deny it, but it's just that Monarchy is not responsible. She's not a hard worker, and she shows up, you know, drunk, or she just she's she's just not a responsible drag queen, and doesn't is not good at her. That, that she doesn't get work not because of the post, but because she's just messy. Yeah, and, and then, she's yeah, she's just not she. Which <coughs> I mean, if you look at her her end result mm-hmm. of her, you know, her last thing is kind of true because she kind of just sort of you know was a little lazy with her style oh yeah good point but um but anyway so then 
and then also i don't know if i told i i looked up and tried to see if the what the post was but i couldn't find anything about james majesty and uh uh monarchy what i found was that monarchy got in trouble because apparently she said some racist things towards uh erica clash oh she did not because i have updates too but what are you talking about uh i don't have that with articles with oh. me, but well, uh, apparently well, go ahead i didn't do that much research <laughs> but uh, oh god what is going on uh apparently she said uh they said that she wrote like some kind of like she's commented on some racist said some racist things mm-hmm. on a facebook post mm-hmm. and that um then 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 later apologized because another drag queen called her out mm-hmm. but that's 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 all i know about so i didn't I, they still haven't really mentioned anything about i still haven't found anything about the the james majesty post well, it's weird because just this week on reddit there was a minor drama uh where monarchy posted somewhere that james said something it's so boring and no one cares something about like james tried to shame monarchy for being in porn and then but james majesty i guess james majesty is in some sort of fake incest relationship where, like, he says he's in a relationship with his brother, but it's not really his brother, and they do porn. It's a weird thing, right? And they were going back and forth, and on Reddit, everybody was pretty much like, who are these people? Like, why do I care about them? So, like, everyone was coming down on Monica, and she was fighting with a bunch of people on Reddit. But, because uh, they were like, if you, what are you talking about? Who are you? No one cares about you. So, obviously, it still continues, and uh, Monarchy Shame is still trying to be relevant. Which means Monarchy Shame, oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Is what happened to Melissa B. Fierce? Oh, yeah. What happened to Melissa B. Fierce? Well, if anyone remembers, Melissa B. Fierce had agreed to be on the show. Said, I would love to be on your show. I'd love to be interviewed. Oh, so, well, I thought you were <clears> saying <throat> that there was some other kind no, of... No, no. For season one, we were going to do an interview with Melissa B. Fierce. And then I emailed her to set up the time and uh, how it would work. Never heard back from her. Emailed her two or three times. Never heard back from her. I am tempted, Lori, to give you her email address and then just have you email her as we know you would want to do yeah uh yeah i could talk to her in the way that she look girl all right you just need to respond to our emails girl okay like stop being a bitch about it all right it's like just respond now we know why you didn't stop being a bitch yeah that's that's how i feel that she would have the conversation i will just say that's fine we just got loris to do it (laughs) we probably could get loris to do it all right moving (laughs) on now are you kidding me? I think she's delivering my Amazon Prime. I'll just ask her later. <laughs> now, moving on, I want to talk about the actual big fight here is between Abhora and Bitch Pudding. Oh, see, that's the one that freaking okay. pissed. Like, I literally was like, because also it was like, right when it was getting good with uh, Monarchy and Jay's Majesty, right when it was mm-hmm. like, kind of like, they, I felt like they might actually start fighting. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, Abhor feels like she needs to jump in and manufacture some shit with, uh, what's her, with Bitch Pudding for no reason. And even Bitch Pudding's like, what? (laughs) The whole time. uh, That's what I loved about that fight was that Bitch Pudding seriously was like, I don't understand what's happening. Well, I don't (laughs) understand what happened. Once I analyzed it, I realized I don't understand what Abhor is saying. I was really trying to see, okay, what are Abhor's arguments? The first argument, her first argument that she makes why she's mad at Bitch Pudding is... That bitch pudding used to bring down the mood of the dressing room. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Then the next argument is that she just wasn't like, uh, she would like do dangerous things on stage. And you're like, 
All right. Because they're talking about why Bitch Pudding was fired from a certain club. Okay. Yeah. Then she was. She into... would do like she would do like things that weren't like uh safe. Safe. Like she would yeah. jump off stage, and which to me seems like okay, but that's kind of like what I view punk drag is. Yeah, right. But then you do next, like crazy things. The next thing out of Abhor's mouth is, "Oh, you're not a monster anymore. You used to be pageant. That's why I'm mad at you because you went pageant." And then it goes to this weird place where then bitch putting starts flattering Abhora. Going like, yeah, you know, Abhora, I really admired you, and that's why I wanted to be your friend. And then Abhora is like, you used to be amazing, but now you're pageant. And then after all this, after all this, so she's listed all these reasons why she's mad at Abhora, uh, at bitch pudding, literally then, just throwing shit at a wall. Yeah. Then finally, Abhora goes, you know what? I'm just gonna tell you. One time you made out with me against my will and you flipped me in the dick. And do you know, to this day, every other month, which is a weird time space, every yeah. other month, my boyfriend still brings up that picture and shows me that you did that and it causes problems in my relationship? <laughs> yeah. And it's also like, well, it went from you flicked me in the dick to you grabbed my dick. Yeah. Because it was like, if somebody flicks you in the dick, they're not grabbing your dick. Yeah. They're not... So it's like, how can that person, you know, how can they grab your dick if they're, you know, so, and then I'll, I forgot the thing about making out. I thought it was yeah. just flicking in the dick, no. but um, yeah. She, and then she gets all upset and then everybody goes, well, I think that's more your boyfriend than anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's true. It's like, why, why is your boyfriend upset? Also, it's like, you're a drag queen. Like, why is your boyfriend upset with you getting a t- like i just thought i was like oh god like why and why does a boyfriend ha- like keep the photo of that on his phone yeah and shows it i honestly think it's just his way of like getting winning an argument yeah, or like getting yeah. what he wants <clears throat> mm-hmm. and it's weird that she times it to every other month but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every other and month. then and then, uh, oh, no. And then also, so then that doesn't work, right? So yeah. she throws that out there. Uh-huh. That doesn't really land. Yeah. So what? So then bitch, then bitch pudding goes up to her and starts to talk to her because she's like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So then Abhora's last, last bit effort to try and be like, I'm mad at you. Because yeah. literally bitch pudding's like, I thought we were friends. Yeah. Like, this is so confused yeah. by what's transpiring. And so, and then Abhora goes, I campaigned to be on this show. I, you know it. I campaigned. You can ask everybody. Then you, you can ask everybody here or everybody in, back home. I campaigned, and then you just show up, not telling anybody. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> like why sense. is that a problem? And that yeah. let's see. That's another thing that frustrates me about competition <clears throat> shows. Is mm-hmm. there a legit? This happens a lot on Eek Master, mm-hmm. this other show that I watch, yeah. um, that I have to like take breaks from because it gets so annoying. But people will literally get upset that other people are on in the competition. It's like they just expect to show up and have people just not be there <laughs> and just be like, "Oh, I win." So they'll be like, people will be upset that other people have have the gall yeah. to try and compete with them. And it's like, it's a competition. Like, why do you think that that wouldn't happen? It, I know I, she's mad at her for being on. That's the final one. Like, because like, it's I just, actually, yeah, I, I tried really hard and told everybody and you didn't. 
and now you're here, so I'm mad at you. It makes no sense. That it ar- makes but no that, sense. But that's the argument for also why it is um, manufactured. Then the other thing that comes up is... Also, can you imagine... Sorry. No, go ahead. What do no, you ahead. say? Can I imagine oh, what? could <clears throat> you imagine the conversations that Abhora had with people? Because it's like, why was she campaigning? She just had to yeah. contact producers. So it'd be like if you're like, hey, can you tell everybody that I want to be on drag, dra- uh, Dragula? What? Yeah. Well, I, oh, do we vote somewhere? I'm your cousin. I live in Texas. Why? Why would I care that you want to be? I work as a barista at Starbucks. I'll tell the people that I work with, but I mean, they're not going to get you anywhere. It's like, yeah, who's she? Campaigning what does campaigning to? mean? Like, she literally could have just like I. I just. Ugh. Do you think I don't posters? There's posters around her town of like of 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 Abhora and like vote for Abhora to be on Dragula and like a picture of her like like and they have yard signs. Yeah, don't ignore her. Vote for Abhora. <laughs> it's like what? It's like I didn't. I got on Dragula and yeah, I'm I'm you know Seattle's comptroller. Yeah. Like it's like. <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the level of rage. Like, I oh, I was just so, like, abhors. I feel like she's going to be the annoying one. Like, yeah. I feel like Monarchy is kind of a, she's going to just torpedo herself. She yeah. just seems like she's a train wreck. And James Majesty just seems like she's going to be, if she says, call me your majesty one more time, I think I'm going to throw my computer <laughs> out the window. But I feel like abhors it with her, especially with her stupid nose. Like I'm just like, ugh, I can't. I just, she's gonna have. I feel like she's gonna have manufactured drama with everybody. Well, speaking of manufactured drama, for no apparent reason whatsoever, Kendra Onyx, uh, the African American queen that Lori was referencing earlier, Kendra Onyx, all of a sudden just says the disasterina. So what's the tea? Are you straight? <laughs> okay, like. I forgot about that. You're in a room full of drag queens. Why wouldn't you just assume everybody is gay? And if you heard otherwise, and you'd be like, "Oh, really?" Yeah, I guess there's. I mean, I guess they all kind of know each other. Yeah, because they're all like, "Oh, yeah, we heard." And then she's in a relationship with a woman. Yeah. So, which also, I mean, not to bag on disasterina because I don't. I don't feel like I really got to know her this episode, mm-hmm. so I don't want to say any. But I mean, she looks like she's sixty-five. She looks like <laughs> she looks like she's like she looks like she was like I was I was a school bus driver yeah. for forty years yeah. and I retired and mm-hmm. I told my wife I want to be a drag queen. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> that's what it looks like. She is. You can tell even the little bit we saw of her that she is very an odd person. But uh, yeah. oh yeah. And she has some sort of weird accent that I can't place yet. But yeah, Disasterina calls herself heteroflexible and is currently in a relationship with a woman. But out of nowhere, felony, they're arguing about who's a monster. And then Kendra Onyx uh, says, so girl, what's a T? What are you, straight, gay? Yeah. I'm lesbian stiff. I don't know if that... <laughs> what that means? I'm very, I'm very unflexible. Oh. <laughs> and I'm also a lesbian okay uh, next we go to the floor show and before the floor show uh the boulet brothers you know walk out very slowly and introduce our judges who the judges were um like gus munster or something like that i had it earlier i don't know why i got rid of it oh no here, here it is uh the the judges for this challenge were uh, let me see oh well gage munster so gage munster and then the rupaul's drag race celebrity drag queen willem 
which uh, let's just talk about this right now. But they said they didn't even say that it was they literally gave almost no explanations on any of the judges. No, they literally what they say she was a garbage pail or a garbage <laughs> person or some something about garbage. Uh-huh. And I just like, oh, so great. So she's I mean, I felt like she actually in the end gave good uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. But when they first introduced her, I was like, uh, OK, like, why do I care what she mm-hmm. has to say? Uh, oh I yeah, well, weird. but look, I have something to say. Let's let's talk about Willem right now. Before we do that, though, and I rarely address the chat room during our shows, but uh, Humble Pie listener Humble Pie says she does cool videos for each episode where she explains her looks. I'm assuming she's talking about Disasterina. Until I watched them, I felt like I didn't get it, but now I'm a fan. So now that I didn't know those existed, Humble Pie, um, email me the link at dragracerecap at gmail.com and, and I'll check it. I'll, we'll check it out for the other episodes. But yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, I wish link. I would have seen. That's another thing is why I was upset with the with the with the manufactured drama is that a lot of the queens you really didn't get to know, like Disasterina, you know, like uh, uh, Erica Clash. Like I felt like a lot of them were like sort of thrown by the wayside because they Mm -hmm. were just like you know hey like let's just not let's just talk like let's why do we have to have drama let's just talk and then you know of course all a handful of queens are like no we want drama yeah um and then willem i'm talking about willem right now gage munster added almost nothing but even he added more than willem all willem did was just comment on what the other judges were saying so if like drac mortar went like i don't like her shoes and then willem would be like yeah, bitch, you need to get more shoes. Oh, yeah, I guess she would just say it yeah, in a better and then, way. Because Drake Mort, I feel like, is very like, I, I, you're, you need to wear more makeup. <laughs> That's my Drake Mort. Yeah, yeah girl, and, get yourself uh, to the Sephora. Like, all yeah. Willem would do was comment on what the other judges said. And then she loved this idea of making the Cinnabon joke with Cinnabites. She's like, girl, yeah. you need to put oh, yourself yeah. more in the oven at Starbucks and come out piping hot with some cream all over. Like, okay, we get it. Well, can I tell you yes. that that's definitely a man thing? Like, I've noticed that men will just stick to a joke. Like, the J- James Majesty, you can call me your majesty. Mm-hmm. Like, men will definitely, like, I guarantee you, Willem said that before the show, before it taped, got, like, mild laughter. Yeah. Got, like, Drac Marta was like, ha ha. And then was like, <laughs> I'm going to say that. Because, like, I've noticed, and I'm not saying women don't do it either, but I've mm-hmm. noticed on, a, on high occasion, especially around comedians, men will say a thing. If it gets any kind of response, they'll mm-hmm. say it again and again mm-hmm. and again and again. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's just like, when will it end? So, okay. Um, okay, you forget so, sometimes because they're full on makeup. But these are men. These are men. Now, if we see the looks. Were there any looks you wanted to talk about in particular? We've kind of broken them down throughout the show. But were there any you wanted to speak up in particular? Uh... I felt like well the the uh the pig one I felt like was uh I didn't understand that. I didn't get it. I just was like I felt like I didn't Did understand why you were looking why, in a mirror? Uh, sorry, what? Did you think you were looking in a mirror? Yeah. <laughs> and made me feel things that I wasn't really uh, ready to feel. Yeah. Uh uh, but yeah, I I was really upset by the judging. I I did not necessarily that I want to talk about the looks, but mm-hmm. that I was upset by the judging because I felt like 
the judges sort of went first off i felt like uh i don't think that james majesty should have won mm-hmm. i felt like the other the one who did like the full-on spine yeah. in the back mm-hmm. and the face like that took a lot of work and james actually just put like a sex thing on her like forced her lips open mm-hmm. you know it's like so i just i kind of felt like it was a little bit of a uh, not cheap because it's like you know smart on her but also it's like you know the other one did like full-on costume and makeup and was that you know. dolly or was that victoria elizabeth black it was one of those two it might have been victoria elizabeth i know i honestly don't remember yeah but and then uh yeah i did think it was funny that they did when they did the well i guess are we gonna go we're gonna go to the extermination later so i guess yeah. we'll just talk about the judging but i felt like uh yeah, I don't know. I just I thought oh, well, and then I thought the uh the African American um I thought that she, I thought I felt like her thing was kind of like I felt like she should have been in the bottom mm-hmm. and and uh uh felony Dodger shouldn't should have been yeah. safe. Yeah. Because I felt like her I kind of agreed with their rule which is like she kind of just threw barbed wire around herself but not in like a creepy way. It mm-hmm. was almost like jewelry. Yeah. So it was just like it didn't really like I felt like it wasn't really scary, you mm-hmm. know? And I felt like felony driver like really went for it. Why so, did you call her felony driver? It's felony dodger. Whatever. I keep I kept saying Vander Vaughn dead for a really long time. So mm-hmm. let's just let's just you know. Well, I'll get it eventually. Well no, not why. She's gone after this episode. That's true. <laughs> felony Dodger. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, yeah, I, the judging was really crazy. Like I told you, d- um, uh, Disaster Arena was it? Disaster? No, no, no. Felony Dodger was red for her. She she accomplished. They loved the look. Except they, they loved didn't it. Like the the boots. Well, except for the didn't they say or who was the one that they said had terrible runway? Oh, that was Disaster Arena. Disaster Arena. Yeah. Well, that was that was bad. I will say that I didn't realize that you could suck it runway until yeah. i saw that i was like oh i i could do better yeah well yeah because they, they, they love both looks of disaster arena and felony dodger so they should have switched it disaster arena should have been in the bottom for uh having a good look but terrible runway and yeah. um maybe felony- but i think i think you're right i think it's the boots it really what i think i think that drek Morta really 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 hates those boots yeah um what did you so so uh bitch pudding i barely remember that one james majesty yeah sex um one of them had that really cool that that big giant circle that had like their face peeled off um yeah that was the one who uh, who didn't win. Yeah. Who I forgot her name now, but mm-hmm. she she's the one I felt like should have won because she had her face peeled off, and then yeah. she also had a spot her whole spine exposed in the back. Yeah. So she had two looks, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was kind of like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. That yeah, too she bad didn't she didn't win because she lost out in that great prize of a signed Clive Barker book. No one's heard of. Yeah, that there that James Majesty's definitely going to read. Yeah. <laughs> If we don't see him like reading that next next episode, I'm gonna be upset because <laughs> I think it would be a great thing to see him be like, hold on, and be like, Jane, hold hold on, I gotta finish this page. <laughs> hold on, this is a really good part. It's really scary. Yeah, hold on, and then just like put a bookmark in and, and done. Then takes, okay. takes his glasses off. Yeah. 
All right, now I'm ready to do my makeup. Um, okay, so it the winner wasn't actually named James Majesty. They loved her. She was named the winner. But the bottom in the bottom half were Felony Dodger, Bitch Pudding, Erica Clash, Kendra Onyx, and Monarchy Shame. Um, they let Bitch Pudding and Kendra Onyx off the stage. They said you were kind of in the middle. You can go back. And that left Felony Dodger, Erica Clash, and Monarchy Shame in the bottom three for the elimination challenge, which they were calling the human pin cushion challenge. And See, they- I would have totally redone the whole um I would have put the pig face and the baby tits in the bottom. <laughs> and I would have put I would have put uh bitch pudding at the top. Uh, uh-huh. you know, safe. I yeah. don't necessarily think she should have, you know, but I would put her safe. Uh-huh. And maybe Disasterina should have gone down there. So mm-hmm. I would have totally redone the whole ending of that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I just felt like there were a lot more losers than winners this time. Because I felt like it... But also I felt like it wasn't really a clear cut, like, what the challenge was. So... But do you think, though, that it, the, the choices were made in, in those little tricky ones based on television? So in other words, True. of yeah. all those people, Felony Dodger had no drama with anybody. Yeah. I mean, I think that honestly, but that's why I feel like you're going to see those people go probably stay a little bit longer because it's like, you know, they want to see how it plays out. That's how all reality shows work is they go like, how, how is this going to play out? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Okay. So, uh, so the human pincushion challenge, they have, uh, a piercer, uh, you know, and they have the girls have to go in one at a time and get pierced with a, an ever increasing gauge size for the needles. I uh, didn't realize it was increasing gauge yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, because that last one is huge. It's the size of like a pencil. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the final one was like a pencil. But they all, but again, like like most elimination challenges, they all make it through fine. Yeah, which I feel like is like, <clears throat> stop thinking that somebody's going to quit. Yeah. Like they I feel like they have all of these guidelines set up and I honestly feel like they think that somebody's going to, you know, say no. Although I will say that I felt like Monarchy was being a little like she it's like okay, we get it. Yeah, you're, like, you know, like this you, is great. You're, this you feel nothing. Like, you know, she's like I've I stapled my face during the show. It's like, yeah, and you lost. So, you know. But didn't you get the sense that she was like doing gritting her teeth like she was like just keep going. This doesn't hurt. It's fine. I I felt like I felt like it. It probably she felt something, but it was one of those things where like I I knew people like this who just mm-hmm. like you know this is like their thing. They just they love the fact that they have no, they have a high thresh threshold for pain, and it's like that. You know, great. You're still not a CEO of anything. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, let's let's also have some perspective. So mm-hmm. great. You can put a thing in your body, but, you know, you're not going to that doesn't mean you're a great person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just I just it frustrates me when people like that. I think that that's some that's some like thing to brag about. It's like, okay. You know, when my friend and co-host Evan Aarons was in town uh, six months ago or so, uh, he wanted to watch. When I specifically didn't see him. When you specifically (laughs) didn't see him, you avoided him. Um, Yeah. We watched, he'd never seen Dragulous. We watched this episode. And he, I didn't realize he had a a fear of needles and piercing. So he like turned his head. He wouldn't look at this. He refused. Oh, really? And I had to tell him when it was over. Um, So he hated this scene. I don't know if this, did this trigger you at all or? 
Not really. I thought I was going to get weirded out. I legit did. But then when I was watching, I was like, it doesn't look so bad. Mm-hmm. I think that what I was more worried about was that it was going to be done very haphazardly. Mm-hmm. So I, I get a thing where I, I worry about these kinds of shows because I worry that these people are, are – because it's not it's like not a professional setup and it's not going to be done by people <laughs> yeah. but i mean it's like these the, the people who were doing had gloves on and they seemed like they were like you know really they really cared about the you know the people so i felt better about it well I also just, to your point they go uh at a certain point after on the when they're on the stage swanthula goes israel take them to the dungeon and then like a very sterile looking yeah. almost <laughs> Like I was worried room. at first until like they had masks yeah. and they literally like, <laughs> like a hospital. They room. like wiped them down with bacteria and you know it's just like it's, so yeah. And then like, can we can we also unpack the the death? Can we unpack that or, right, well, or do we still let's, let's go to that. So okay. after after the pincushion challenge is over, the, later that night, felony which they, they always say later that night and it takes place during the day, but felony dodger is for some reason hanging up uh, giant bed sheets in the wind on a with an eyeball this with an <laughs> eyeball turned over. Which <laughs> FYI, I would have been like, that doesn't bother you. Like you're fine with that. <laughs> you don't want to look into that. <laughs> It's yeah, but, pus and blood is coming out of your overturned eyeball. Yeah. Her, and you're just like, oh, la-di-da, the sheets have to get done. Her left eye is literally out of her socket with blood and pus coming out. And she's hanging sheets on a clothesline. Like, Which is like not a, sanitary, by yeah, the way. If I the, if you looked out the window and saw your somebody doing that with your sheets, you'd be like, please don't. Like, please, please don't touch my sheets. Well, it felt very 1950s, and she was dressed 1950s. Like, did she go back in time after she was, you know, wearing 1993 Club Kid shoes? Yeah. And then um, the Boulay brothers show up and used a chainsaw. Well, to... first they, she, you don't, you can't tell what it is. It's mm-hmm. like a, it sounded like. I couldn't honestly couldn't place it until I saw the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, it sounded like a uh, like somebody was literally going click 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 click. Like it sounded like they had to make the sound effect for the chainsaw. And then she literally goes, "Oh, what's that sound?" And turns and looks and goes, "Oh, it's nothing." <laughs> and then goes back to putting on putting sheet the one sheet up that she still hasn't been able to get up. Yeah, and so. uh then she goes then she hears it again mm-hmm. and she looks and she hears the motor running so then she starts running mm-hmm. but she gets tangled in the four sheets that are hanging yeah up you know how you do when you're yeah. running through sheets and you get stopped by the sheets cuz they're so powerful yeah they're lead the they're lead weighted sheets um and then one of the bootlegged brothers holds her while the other one saws her or cuts her with a chainsaw and gets a very meticulous blood splatter all over one of the sheets. And then they take one of the clotheslines for the sheets and uh, for the blade sheet and put up her hand yeah. on the clothesline. Giving the finger, I think. They hang it by the middle finger. Yeah. hang up. Oh, yeah. Hang it by the middle finger. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's the end of the episode. And it says, nine queens remain. All right, Laurie Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? Um, I mean, I I hope the deaths get better because <laughs> I think was... I remember. I think I remember the the overall the quality is pretty good in these things. Okay, I mean, I do like the fact that she was like peering around the sheet was like ah, 
Nothing. Everything seems kosher here. Yeah. Uh. I'm actually kind of excited. I feel like there's going to be a lot more to work with mm-hmm. this this season. I well, feel like we with, between the minutes. outfits. We did what? 30 minutes on the Mommy Dearest scene. I know. I feel like between the outfits and the drama and I just I, I hope that they get they do better judge wise. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's really now one department where I feel like they could work on is if they're going to have judges, have judges that actually bring something to the table yeah so and actually like and we care about what they have to say yeah because it's like if you just say like you know like it would be like if we were to be like oh we have our friend Ernest is gonna judge it you know it's like yeah. who gives a shit what yeah. Ernest? you know it's like we have to give him a thing we have to give him accolade in order for people to want to be you know want to listen to his opinion well you but don't they care really do what that. gage munster has to say no other than why did he pick gage munster as his name yeah oh i guess he's on face off that that uh makeup show because i put him up and gage munster face off came up so i guess he's a contestant on face off okay that makes sense because they're doing makeup all right i'll take it oh well okay all right but he even then he really didn't have anything to add yeah to their makeup i mean he Mm -hmm. pretty much just did what uh the other judge did but in a very more boring way yeah would be like i i thought your makeup was really good yeah i thought it had levels like okay (laughs) thanks gage (laughs) anything else did we miss anything uh i'm trying to think uh uh what would our what would our nicknames be like if we if we could have something like james majesty your majesty call me well, your man already, like what will we have our thing be i already have my drag name is it my drag name or my dragula name what's your no your dragula name oh, i don't have a dragula name yet we should think of a dragula name for each other okay but for the next episode for next week we'll think of a dragula name okay all right that sounds good well that concludes this episode uh episode two no, this concludes this episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Join us next time when we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the next episode of Dragula Season 2. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, so long, uglies. uglies. Lori Shut Roggenkamp up. hosts her own <laughs> podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG, that's L-R-O-G-G, and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp, that's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. If you haven't already, you can follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz, that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The Dragula Recap Show is an Afterthought Media production.